Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Look at that. Just look at it. Some good looking people on the screen behind us. For those who do not subscribe to our St. Anne Parish YouTube page, you probably want to do that. We have a New little setup here. We found a different room in our church, and it has a TV behind us, and we're like, hey, why not toss up our image on the TV? So maybe we'll have, like, scrolling things, topics. I don't know. We could get creative, but... The world is our oyster. <laughs> That's right. Whatever that means. Isn't it like the world's our sh- the world's our ocean, and we're on a ship? Or Isn't there another one, too? Like no, the I world's think it's our- just that one. Oh, okay. There's no other metaphors. <laughs> None. <laughs> We're sitting uh, on the wrong side though, because in the in the picture, like my my little cartoon picture is over by you, right? But it matches me. the words "prodigal," "priest." Yeah, okay. There you go. All uh, right. Well, how's it going? It's going good, man. Good. Yeah, I went and, went and played golf yesterday morning. Um, Every, everybody super. must think this episode's on repeat. It's like <laughs> Groundhog's Day. It's like I'm just I went and play golf. I went and play golf. Just trying to get outside. And yeah. I went very early um, at 7.20 a.m. That was Whoa. my tea time, and sunrise is like 7 o'clock. I was going to say, it was probably still wet on the ground. You know that dew? There was a frost delay. Mm. <laughs> 40 minutes. Really? Until the sun came up high enough to melt the frost on the on the greens. Because what's it going to do? I don't know. You'll hurt it. It's bad for the grass, something like that. Because the no grass idea. has feelings. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they so, care about the grass more than the golfers, I think. They do. Um, so, okay, I had an idea here, right? All right. And I don't think this is going to be a popular episode with people because of what we might talk about. But I just need to Ominous. Yeah, go on a little bit of a mini, mini rant. And I understand that part of this is because of COVID and the world that we're living in and people being in their homes. So I just want to share that. But we recently did a series in youth ministry on gratitude. Mm. Just how in our culture, we're one of, Americans are one of the like highest percentage of people that like are never satisfied or never grateful mm. compared to other cultures. And I feel a little bit like I've seen it play out right before my eyes with how many people the day after Halloween have started. It's like they've fully skipped over Thanksgiving and just went straight for Christmas. Now, I understand like that Thanksgiving, the holiday, I'm not saying that has a significance in like our Catholic faith per se, right? Sure. But just that idea of, I truly believe Thanksgiving, I love it as a holiday, one, because you get to eat, but then two, and you get to watch football football while you do that, and three, we are so bad at being grateful that it is a holiday that we get to focus outward and say, this is what I'm thankful for, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, and I feel like as Americans, and especially this year, we're just saying, "Uh, there's not really a lot to be thankful for. I just want to move to the season of it being kind of... Oh, of receiving? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
and I, I get it. Like the lights are cool and the present idea is cool. And you know, it, but it's, and it would bother me less if it was really about Jesus being born. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're not taking that opportunity. They're just saying like, well, this is the feel good season now. And in 2020 has been a terrible year. I don't really feel good. Let's quick hurry up to at least Christmas season where we can feel good. I, it's just been bothering me. Yeah. No, I'm very intrigued by that because I kind of live in a bubble. Um, <laughs> and uh, haven't... <laughs> what do you mean? Pray tell. <laughs> no, I just mean like I don't always have a good sense of like what the culture is doing right now. So like I'm not sure if you're talking about like what you've seen on social media or going into stores and seeing decorations there. I think or all conversations of it. with other people where they've actually said things like this. Um, Even just people decorating their yards. I've never seen so many Christmas lights. Like houses fully decked out already right now on this date than ever before. At least before there was kind of this. Hey, let's do it the day after Thanksgiving, right? Okay. So that's a thing for us people that own houses and have the responsibility yeah, so of that, decorating. And there's also me like living in Rome all those years, <laughs> which I can always use an ex as an excuse when I don't understand something here. Right, because they don't, correct, celebrate Thanksgiving no. in Rome. So, yeah. um, and maybe that's just an American thing. Although just, we did at the NAC. I can go into that later if you great. want. Great, yeah, I would love to hear that in a minute. Um, it's just, I don't know, I've just noticed it and even my kids being like well great it's already christmas season let's put together our wish list and let's go look at the lights and it's just very much me focused instead of okay. i feel the culture and maybe it's just coming out of a series on being grateful where mm -hmm. i've recognized personally in my prayer life yeah i'm not grateful for the things that go bad i'm not grateful for the things that yeah. go good both of those things and we did a series and we talked about Job and we talked about a lot of these things that, you know, are tough and really like, man, would we be faithful among that? And I just don't want us to miss the moment of us staking our claim as Catholics and saying, you know what, among this craziness of 2020, among this pandemic, among the hurt and the pain and kind of the division were we a light to the nations were we a people mm. that could point out gratefulness among the hurt among the pain and it just kind of bothers me i feel like people just want to hurry up and race to christmas and not to celebrate jesus in any way but to just celebrate the feels the feel goods yeah yeah and that's what no, i kind of wanted us to be about today so Tell me a little bit about Thanksgiving in Rome while you think about the other things. Yeah. No, that, I mean, what you say makes a lot of sense. Um, what's the... And I could be alone. Some people, I'm not insulting you if you put up your lights. Like, n nothing against you, you and know? I, I kind of always respected the people who just keep the lights up year-round. <laughs> right, but th these aren't the, those people. No, no, like. these aren't those people. Um, yeah, I like the lights. I guess I, I I went to a grocery store yesterday for the first time in a while. Um, okay. And <laughs> no, I, I so <laughs> sorry. Where's Where's this I thought coming from? Great. I I went to the grocery store too. No, and they they had their seasonal aisle, and it was all decked out with Christmas stuff. Um, mm. So I guess if I would, 
wanted to buy anything Thanksgiving themed. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have seen it. If you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's not a terribly profound reflection. Let me uh, talk okay. about the Knack a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, talk about the Knack. So the Knack was an interesting place. 250 American seminarians from uh, many different states right, um, living in Rome. And a lot of them living there for the first time. Uh, like they're in their first year or something like that. And um, so they made sure that like the fall, especially on, especially on Thanksgiving um, and the whole weekend of Thanksgiving, they made sure that that felt as sort of American as possible because people were getting homesick and some people had never been away from home. I grew up kind of living away from home with, the whole Bermuda thing and going Being to college here. Yeah, you I wouldn't just, go home for Thanksgiving to Bermuda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'd been used to that kind of thing. And like living in Bermuda, we didn't celebrate Thanksgiving the way they do here. My family's American, so we did. But it's not like Dad got the work off, the day off from work or anything for it. It's a British island. They're, they're like anti-Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway. You but, had to put in 10 hours of work that day, not just your eight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> make up for these Americans. Uh, so anyway, at the NAC, we had, had all these different guys. And on Thanksgiving Day, they actually, they made turkey and mm. they made pumpkin pies, like these Italian uh, cooks that we had on staff. Um, so was it good? Yeah. And pumpkin, pumpkin ravioli was the first course. No. <laughs> yes. Oh. Which wasn't, wasn't bad. It was a little sweet for my taste, but wasn't bad. And they had all of the seminarians sit in tables arranged by state. And oh. we would deck out those tables with like all the stuff we could from our state or Thanksgiving related or America. So Texas, of course, I think we had like 15 seminarians. When Loud I was and there. proud. Yeah. We always tried to get put up against a wall so we could hang a bunch of Texas flags on the Just wall. Just as many as you can. Yeah. We had a ton of them. And we had like blue bonnets and like a picture of. George Bush or Wait, something. Wait, actual blue bonnets? No, nah, they were Okay, they were the I was like, ones. isn't that illegal to pick? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they? Are <laughs> like, they? Is there a state flower? Maybe, yeah, maybe somebody can send us in information about that. But I'm yeah. pretty sure it's illegal to pick a blue bonnet. Interesting. Look, I'm not even a, like, true Texan, and I yeah, know that over here. what's a New Jersey state flower? Um, don't know. From the Garden State? The you Garden State. You flowers? Uh, we don't, but our bird is the eastern goldfinch. There you go. All right. Okay, so you so, would do pictures yeah, all this so George we would Bush. Do all this stuff, like <laughs> random picture of George Bush, uh, W, and um, there was a cowboy boot and all sorts of stuff just on the table, and it is a really big thing. And they would basically tell us, you can take today, well, definitely take today, but you're kind of expected to take thursday friday off from school even nice. though it's italian university and they don't care about american holidays but <laughs> so we we would have the long week when we would play a football game uh sort of new men versus old men kind of thing is very intense nice um it was just a it was a really great weekend and it was all sort of like done a bit over the top to counteract any sort of like onset of uh homesick homesickness yeah. um but 
it being at a seminary, and I guess this is my point, other than just to paint the picture of like, these were the biggest Thanksgivings I've <laughs> ever seen. Right. Um, and we would invite all the American professors in Rome, or a lot of them, right. to come and sit with us. Uh, so, But part of the reason I bring that up is with it being in a seminary context, you saw this like, like the goodness of the of the American holiday and how it sets itself so up for like a profound message in our faith because gratitude is at the very heart of our faith. Yeah. Um, and it's like this whole dynamic that you're talking about seeing this year, I saw like in a different way over there where we had this incredible privilege of like living in Rome. Mm. Um, and it became so easy to take that for granted and to start complaining or, yeah. Or like fueled by homesickness, right? To be like, Italy is the worst. I just want to go back home. <laughs> said no one ever. Yeah, said Come no on. one ever. You'd be surprised how many people said it. No, I'm um, sure. But, but just all of that and that holiday falling at such a point where we could actually take it as a like a, a real time of gratitude. Mm. Um, like can watch the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and right. Um, which was always fun. We yeah. would always do that. Um, oh, and we had a turkey trot too. We would run around Vatican City, which was if you added a couple little wrinkles to the loop, it would be a 5K. 5K. <laughs> around a country. Well, I mean, so we don't, this is a side tangent. We do everything by miles here. Why do we do 5Ks? Why don't we do a three mile race? Good question. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But I anyway, guess it's just the international <laughs> standard. I mean, if you're asking me, I would I would move away from miles to to kilometers. I think I've heard. Uh, yeah, I'm one I of think those it, guys. I'd be fine. Yeah, it just seems like it seems inconsistent with everything else. In Bermuda, we measured distance by miles, but speed by kilometers per hour. Deal with that. Well, <laughs> or you see people on the back of their on their cars with the little twenty six point two. You ever mm, seen that? Yeah, marathon. You know, so 26.2 miles, but a 5K or a 10K. Mm -hmm. It's just inconsistent. That stuff bothers me. Yeah. Just one way or the other. Anyway, I mean, would you say I'm off base on the whole we're not very grateful people, Americans, we struggle with it? Like the actual gratitude, no, and I mean yeah. and I mean both sides of it. It's come, it's, it's been personal in my prayer life. You know, when bad things happen whether they be funny, like just kind of pity things or actual bad things, my first response isn't, okay, let me see where the Lord is in this and be grateful. You know, um, I'm trying to learn that. I'm working on that. It's something I'm asking the Lord in my prayer life to say, mm -hmm. you know, what we hear in Job 121, right? The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be Blessed the name, be of, the name Lord. of the Lord. We literally put that on Kiara's gravestone because it's something that, you know, we learned in that moment to say the Lord is in control, you know, and that he can bring about good and, and blessings in any moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of dual fold. I think what I'm struggling with in the sense of like that, that we're not a very grateful culture. And, and I'm sure we'll get to it a little bit later when Advent comes up. But I feel like as soon as then Thanksgiving hits, 
if people have even waited, which this year it doesn't feel like they have. It's just like party on Christmas season instead of, you know, Advent's right. a little Lent, right? Like yeah. we should really be preparing. Yeah, it's a penitential season of waiting and preparing and being watchful and vigilant. And which I would say, uh, you know, yeah. Why we wear violet for it. Right. So yeah. that's where I'm coming from on all this. So, but going back to the grateful thing, because I, I saw it kind of pique your interest. I mean, would you agree? I mean, do we, you see Americans, our, our culture here, Coppell, wh- wherever you want to categorize it. I think we struggle to be grateful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're right. Again, I kind of live in a bubble, so, <laughs> but I know I struggle to be grateful. Um, that my first response often is to complain and not to rejoice when something goes wrong. Um, and that, that complaining just becomes this kind of like this, this toxic thing. Um, which just continues to poison stuff, whereas gratitude is like leaven and uh, brings it lightness. Mm. Um, and I think I'm pretty good at preaching on gratitude. Like whenever I start reflecting on the readings or I have to give someone advice, like yeah. I understand it. But then when it actually applies to my own life, not not yeah. nearly yeah. not nearly so much. Um, but I was just earlier today looking kind of thinking ahead for my homily this weekend it's christ the king um reflecting on the first reading from ezekiel uh where the lord says like i myself will come and pasture my sheep and i will gather them from from all of their sort of being scattered and bring them back and it uses these words um there's this line in there it's from ezekiel 34 and he says i will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I was like, mm, that's an interesting line. So I started looking it up in Hebrew and reading it. And the words there for cloudy and dark, it's like when there was cloud and deep darkness. Um, Anan va'arafel are the, the words in Hebrew. And it just, something clicked a little bit in my mind because like, I don't know, what other words could you use for cloudy and dark? On the one hand, so it's it's not like, you know, there's something deeply special there. But on the other hand, like, I've seen those words used in uh, the book of Exodus mm. uh, when they're building the, the tabernacle uh, or when the, and the cloud comes and descends upon the tabernacle or, or, or rather when, when the pillar of cloud leads the, the Hebrews out mm. from slavery in Egypt. That's that same word, anon, um, which means cloud. And like, what other word are you going to use? But it just, oh, that's interesting. Like God is there and that cloud is actually a sign of his presence, even if we don't recognize it. And then that other word, arafel, I remember reading the the, uh, uh, temple building and institution narrative in 1 Kings. It's like 1 Kings uh, 8 or something. Yeah, that's seven, what I was seven to say. nine somewhere in there, um, when Solomon is dedicating the temple. It's this really long prayer, and it talks about this deep darkness um, in the temple, and that being like this sign of God's presence, and it's an unusual sign mm. of God's presence, right? You know, yep. God is light; He's the light that dispels the darkness. But here, like both of those words, 
that are used in Ezekiel when God himself promises that I will rescue them, my scattered sheep, from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. Like, those are bad words, right? Because cloudy and dark means this is where my sheep are lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but those same words are used as signs of God's mysterious presence throughout the Old Testament. Um and not just his presence anywhere, but like his presence dwelling in his temple mm. and in the precursor to the temple in the tabernacle in the desert. Um, and it just it just struck me. I still have to develop the thought, but there's something there that like in the dark situations in our lives, like the darkness itself should be a reminder of God's presence with us. Um and that the because light he's, will overcome it. Yeah, and, you know, and, like and it that points the light it, will, yeah. over, will yeah. overcome it, um, for sure. But like, it's not that he's not there just because you can't see him. Like, there's right. something about this, this uh, he's so close you can't see him kind of thing. Right. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, it's easier to preach on than to live. But like, the takeaway from that for me is that is that. Like St. Paul's not kidding that every different circumstance is a time for rejoicing, whether light or dark. Um, Doesn't it say like rejoice always? I say again, rejoice always. (laughs) It's like, hey, if you didn't hear it the first time. He says rejoice y'all, by the way. Uh, Kairite. Nice. Um, Yeah. So before we go, you know, to our normal closing segment of our, our first thing, I want somebody who's listening not to hear it's bad to focus on the beauty of Christmas. It's bad to focus on like the prettiness yep. of the lights and Christmas letting your kids enjoy. Best. No, you know, like, yeah, we love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I want to focus though and say, don't forget among any suffering you ever go through among any beautiful triumph or, you know, terrible thing the gratitude that the Lord like deserves. And I don't know, do you have any good, if I was saying, Hey, this person's struggling with gratitude, any good practices for them to maybe, um, you know, look into do. Yeah. I mean, and it may sound like the same thing that I would recommend in a lot of situations, but like to, pray every morning with the scriptures and to make an examination of conscience at night and look like by that, I mean, look over what you do during an examination of conscience is you say, basically come Holy spirit, help me see the times during the day when you have been there and I haven't seen you, uh, when you've been there and I have seen you and I've rejected your grace. Um, and the times where I've cooperated with that grace Mm. and help me to, Rejoice at the times when I did cooperate to be sorrowful in a healthy way, repentant at the times when I rejected your grace, um, and to be more attentive to your presence tomorrow. Like that simple examination at the end of the day uh, can build a habit of gratitude because you can build this habit of like being attentive to God's presence and his grace uh, throughout the day. Yeah. One of the things that was told to me by a spiritual director at one point um, was 
he had broken it kind of into like, um, you know, invitation into God, spending like three minutes, like inviting God into your prayer time, three minutes for intercession, three minutes for petitions, three minutes for Thanksgiving, and then just three minutes of silence to allow the Lord to speak. And that, that three minutes of Thanksgiving is just like, literally I've set a timer and just been like, I'm going to everything I can think of just put it out there and just be like, Lord, I'm, you know, and you always start, or at least I did, I would be like, okay, I'm thankful for the roof over my head and my family and my friends. But you eventually develop into a deeper ability to actually say, uh, I'm thankful, Lord, for this cross you gave me and what it's taught me. I'm thankful for, you know, this challenging person you've put into my life who's, you know, really helped me to practice patience or whatever it is, you know? Um, So I just, I don't want our listeners to, you know, hear that um, we can't overcome this mm-hmm. and we can't, you know, work through it together and that we can't, you know, we can celebrate Christmas together too. So yeah, we can enjoy the, the lights and all of that, but, you know, let's just make sure to give gratitude and Thanksgiving our, our all. So um, what you watching, what you reading, what you thinking? I watched the masters or at least some of it this weekend uh saw mm. dustin johnson win his first masters second major championship yeah that was pretty awesome i didn't see tiger make a 10 on like 13 or whatever it was no it wasn't 13 15 <laughs> anyway um and that was pretty cool yeah masters in november is kind of weird yeah but um it was really cool to watch uh what am i reading you know, I just had the inclination to pick up that same book that we've mentioned a couple times and reread it, Ruthless, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm. Um, because I've started to think, like, you know, he has all these all these uh, sort of symptoms of what he calls hurry sickness. And I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm right in the midst of that right now. Yeah. Like, I am, I am, I've got, I've got the hurry sickness. Um, so maybe that's a good thing to revisit. Haven't picked it up yet. Don't have time. Um, <laughs> Too busy. And what am I thinking? Um, I don't know. It's a just. It's a beautiful day outside. I sat yeah, in the courtyard. Why are we, why are we inside? Lunch. I know, right? We got that little patio over there. I've never seen that before or been out there. But <laughs> how long have you been at this park? <laughs> over a year. That's and a great. Half, year and a half ish. What are you watching, reading, um, thinking? Yeah, watching always sports. I I might have said it last time. I might not have, so I'll repeat it again. Um, my wife and I watched a four part documentary on um, the Challenger. Um, yeah. Did right. I say that last time? I yeah, might. You told it to me. I don't know if you. Said okay. That here. Yeah. Um, which then the other night was on the movie The Martian. All right, I just saw you swallow wrong there. Yeah, um, great movie. Great movie, yes. Great book. Great book. So I hear. Um, but great so movie. So I've told also. you. <laughs> <laughs> and so is my wife and Father Edwin and a bunch of other people. Shout out Father Edwin. Um, What's up? Um, reading. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of articles online uh-huh. about how to get a PS Five. So PlayStation is coming out with their fifth edition. You know, uh-huh. this is where you are like not of the world and all of that. And no. uh, it's very hard to get. And anyway, Why so. Is it, 
Oh, because it's limited or something? Yeah, just limited. They're, they're, making, like, they're playing hard. Yeah, to yeah. And so if any of our listeners know that, then hook so us up. So do you have to like... I've tried with like, no, but like they release it at certain times on certain websites and certain things. And, um, yeah, it's funny cause I'm not even into really video games that much every now and then. But a you want to give game. it to me as a Christmas present? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pray about it. Gratitude. So, <laughs> and, um, what am I thinking that, uh, yeah, I need to pick up my front son from, uh, <laughs> school in a few minutes help me stand out at the sidewalk i'll be like oh sorry i was podcasting dom so <laughs> you know <laughs> and also that sophia got baptized sophia did get baptized yeah you were beautiful. there yeah i yeah, was yeah. i was hovering around uh you got to see Father dom Edwin. you got to see dom uh, act as like intercessory priest that was incredible he he wanted nothing more than to be father edwin right yeah now. Yeah. So yeah. Father Edwin, for those listeners, he he baptized Sophia, and but Father Paul was there. Father Henry. Um, it was just actually it was very small, like the three priests, and then my parents and um, Nikki's mom, and, and then the godparents. Yeah, and the godparents, Marcy and Jordan, and so um, it was just f- Dom. There's like a few images I'll have to share on the thread of just everything Father Edwin did, like Dom would do. Yeah. Like he was literally was like, I'm going to baptize her. So, so that's why Father Edwin said we baptize you in <laughs> yeah, the name just of the Father to include Dom. Yeah, which is definitely valid. Valid, valid. Yeah. So we recorded it. It's really so the we most know. Yeah. Appropriate thing to do. Yeah, pastoral. <laughs> that's right. So, um, hey, also we want to tell our listeners this. Um, next week you're going to want to get caught up on your episode. So we're going to be off next week. We're taking yeah. off next week to spend some time with family, friends, in gratitude. Yeah, in gratitude, just being thankful. So we will have our normal. Um, edition of the question episode on friday and all of that but we're taking off next week from our podcast but definitely make sure to uh subscribe to all our channels submit those questions prodigal and the priest at gmail.com sananparish.org slash ptp on behalf of joey scansello father paul Vector. take care god bless